Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Process Theology, which explains how it is that everything is in the process of becoming, even God, and you are the means by which God does so. You are significant. My name is Daniel, and I am the host of of this podcast. The last podcast that I put out dealt with the concept that process theology is not pacifistic in nature. Dealt with the concept that there are certain conditions that exist when violence is a necessary behavior. I'm going to make some clarification regarding that. I don't want to leave those of you who might be listening to these podcasts to think that process theology advocates violence. But there are so many situations in our society where one has no choice but to stand up against certain opponents that want to subjugate you, take your rights away from you, harm your family, It just goes on and on. When I first started doing research on the internet, that was a long time ago, I encountered on the internet a priest who was a declared pacifist. And I started interacting with him, excuse me. And I said, do you think that violence is never justified? And he wrote back and said, yes, I think violence is never justified. And I said, well, what about World War II? World War II was a case of one country banding together with a few others and attempting to conquer the world. Their idyllic perceptions were based upon a superior race and cleansing the human race of what they considered to be 
unnatural individuals, putting it lightly. So they went about the process of starting genocide against priests, gypsies, handicapped individuals, religious individuals, in particular Jews. And if they didn't believe in the philosophy they had in place, they tried to brainwash people into accepting their philosophy. They went as far as murdering people to make an example of them for those that resisted conversion to their political way of thinking. I'm sorry. I, I, I know a lot of you out there think violence and, and advocating violence is a terrible thing. But we have to stand tall. We have to stand strong. We have to protect the rights of the individual to travel this universe uninhibited by individuals that want to dominate and subjugate people. Even today in our society, there are many who would like to who would like to restrict the freedom of speech because they think people should not be able to offend other people. Well, excuse me, but People have a right to their opinion. They don't have the right to force their opinions upon people, but they have a right to their opinions. And if you look at what's happening in our world today, in the Middle East, in in Croatia, in Hamas, and how they are trying to dominate Western thinking. It's just not right. We are not animals. Sure, scientifically, we belong to the animal kingdom. But we are not animals. We are different. We have a higher form of consciousness found within ourselves. 
And if you are one of the people that is out there saying, I am never going to pay any attention to that podcast because it advocates violence. Well, this podcast and process theology doesn't advocate initiating violence. Violence is the last straw. Violence is the necessary behavior to refute domination. This domination doesn't apply to just humans. The concept applies to any interstellar life forms that attempt to interfere with the journeys of other higher conscious individuals. We may find that one day we are visited by our makers. We may find that one day we discover that we are genetically manipulated life forms found on earth in order to become more intellectual and to be subservient and willing to be subservient to those who can prove they generated our species. But we have grown beyond that manipulation. We have become independent, higher conscious thinking individuals. And that's another reason we need to look at changing our understanding of God. That's another reason we need to expand. We need to make a revolutionary leap in our understanding of reality. We need to accept that the definition of God is that God is the creator of the universe. Now, if you're a Christian, you probably are well familiar with the concept of the Apostles' Creed, which begins, quote, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And there you have it. 
In the Apostles' Creed, you have that God is the maker of heaven and earth, is the creator of the universe. Now, some would point out that in the Bible, the Old Testament, accepted by Christians universally, and by the Jewish people, for they accept the Old Testament for the most part. And people who read that book say, well, it says that God created man on the seventh or sixth day. Sure, so what? God created man in his image. Well, once we understand what the image of God is, then we understand that we are made in the image of God because we have higher consciousness. And as we talked about earlier, using rational dialectics, using scientific observations, using what we've been given through recorded ancient texts, we understand that God is higher consciousness. Now, getting back to violence. Excuse the interruption. I just want to interject a quick thought into this podcast. And that is that some of you, as you progress through the podcast, may find it becoming confusing. And I want to remind you that the initial podcast, beginning with Season 1, Episode 1, provides the basic fundamental understanding of process theology. And if you are becoming confused or finding the podcasts incomplete, you may want to refresh your memory by going back to episode one, season one. With that, Let's continue with our podcast. If we don't stand up for ourselves, nobody will stand up for us. There are many out there who think, well, Guns are violent. Well, guns aren't violent. It's the people who use them that are violent. 
Many out there think the way to reduce that violence is to de-arm people. Well, if you look at history, that's the first thing that dictators attempt to do to their civilians, to their citizens, and that is to disarm them so they cannot protect themselves, so they have no choice but to submit to the will of those in power. Violence, sometimes it's just necessary. Now, is it necessary to take someone that's been apprehended for killing, for raping, for torturing? Is it necessary to kill those people? Well, no. If they are already apprehended, then they have been taken out of society. And you put them where they can't do any more harm. There's an interesting thing taking place in El Salvador, in South America and Central America. The crime rate there from drug lords and gangs was some of the highest in the world. And the people in that country lived in constant fear. And the leader they have right now decided, okay, there is a simple way to resolve the issue of violence in our society. And that is, we can go through our country and round up all the drug lords and all the gang members and put them in large prisons. They've already started the process, and they've already gathered together about 60,000 people. No trials, no judgments. They just gathered them together, and the way they identified them was through the means that these members had put a sign on themselves. And the signs were the signs identifying the gangs they belonged to and identifying their leaders through tattoos. 
Now, I grant you, some of those people without any trial might not be guilty. And now that they have gathered those 60,000 people and they are looking to gather more, They are looking at them as individuals, and they have already released, I believe it's 8,000 of those members. And guess what's happened to their society? They now have the lowest crime rate in Central America and South America. It's working. But they aren't killing them. They're not using that kind of violence, but they are using physical violence to gather them together. And they're using those actions that some of you disagree with, vehemently, I must say. They're using those actions to once again bring peace and security to the citizens of their country. When you look at some of the African nations and the civil wars going on there, like in Rwanda or Guiana, and you have bands of military individuals running rapid through society, using machetes to cut off limbs from people who don't agree with their political way of thinking. I don't know how anybody thinks who thinks that violence is not a form of necessary behavior under certain circumstances. If you are one of those people and you are sitting at home and your family, your wife and children are gathered around you and you're playing board games at the kitchen table and you hear the front door being kicked in and you see people coming in, two, three, with masks on, duct tape, zip ties, guns. If you think you're supposed to submit to those people and allow them to tie you and your family up, and allow them to then rape your wife and mother. 
and shoot your children in the head. If you think that type of submissive action is acceptable, then God have mercy on your soul. Now, a lot of people have left this podcast because they didn't like what I was saying about violence. Well, too bad. I guess you have to think about your own beliefs and think about the extreme circumstances that might require you to have a gun to prevent violence to your family. Well, that's all I'm going to talk about in terms of violence and process theology. But keep in mind, process theology in no way advocates initiating violence. It does advocate it using violence to protect the journey of those around you. And with that, I am basically done with the topic of violence. And yes, I'm going to say peace, because that's my wish for you, is that you find peace, contentment, and happiness. My wish is not that you have to find or use violence. My wish is that you find peace and that those around you find peace. And with that, thank you for joining me today. In the meantime, remember to stand strong, stand tall against the forces in society that want to reduce you to mere flesh and blood in order to dominate you and subjugate you, when in fact you have a spark of the divine within you. And it is that spark of the divine which is made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. You must have significance. And in fact, you must be significant. How could it be otherwise? This is Daniel signing off. Peace.